Hey, what's up guys? It's Caleb from Turner Time here. And this is your boy Matthew from Practice Squadron. We got a joint podcast today for y'all. Um, we've done this once before. I haven't posted on my channel or anything like that, um, but it was before I got started. But definitely, I've been on Turner Time before, so I'm pretty pretty excited. Yeah, we're, uh, we're here... Right after All-Star Weekend, um, great weekend of uh, NBA stuff going on with all the players. We had the, uh, the Skills Challenge, three-point contest, and dunk contest on Saturday. And then we had, oh sorry, before that we also had the Rising Stars game on Friday night. But then we had the big event, the All-Star game last night. Tons of fun stuff to talk about, so I'm here with Matt to kind of break it all down, see what the, uh, what the situation was, what, if there were any controversies, what things we liked, what things we didn't like. So, I guess to start out, let's just start out with, with, with the biggest event. The All-Star Game was last night, uh, and they changed up the format. We'll see if I can explain it correctly. I know there were some, com some complicated rules. Everyone was really confused when it first came out. But basically, um, four quarters as, as normal, but the difference was for the first three quarters, they, they, would, they would declare a winner after each quarter, and they would clear the score in the next quarter. And whoever, whichever team between Team LeBron and Team Giannis won the quarter, they would donate $100,000 to the charity of their choice. And then after three quarters, they brought the totals back onto the screen, and they added 24 points to the highest score, and they had to reach that score, whichever team reached that score first. I think it was 157 last night. The first team to reach that was the winner. And so that, it made it like a lot more intense. Um... There was a lot more defense, fouling, drawing charges, and all that kind of stuff. So it made it a lot more inter entertaining. What were your overall thoughts, Matt, from the All Star Game? Uh, well, I guess just to clarify, so it's not it wasn't the the highest score of the three quarters. What they did was each quarter, whoever got the highest total points in that quarter, they would put that aside. So if the highest score for the first quarter was thirty, and the highest score for the second quarter was twenty, and the highest score for the third quarter it was forty one. They added all those high scores up, added 24 to it. That's how you got the target score. I think a lot of people were confused about it when they initially came out, but I thought that they did a really good job of it during the actual game. Like when I, I mean, it might just be me that I knew what was going on, but the way right. that they set it up, it, it made it seem like if you really didn't know, um, like if you don't follow ESPN or, or things like that, it wasn't that hard to comprehend, and I did like that in the corner. They put like the the, the total totals, score, yeah. so you really did know who was winning yeah. or not. Um, the fouls at the end were like so <laughs> annoying to me. Yeah. Um, well, cause it was weird because it like the game literally ended on a free throw, right? Yeah. And so that was kind of anticlimactic because you're like you have all these big plays and everything, and then it's like oh. Anthony Davis just has to make one free throw and they win. And the whole the whole time, Reggie Miller is like, I don't think anybody's <laughs> ever fouled out of the All Star game before, yeah. and it's like, yeah, there was like some interesting commentary. I feel like the people on the broadcast were like more confused than the people at home were. Like, I don't know, like it was like it, it really was. It was easy, it was easy to understand because they did a good job putting the graphics up there and everything. But yeah, it was just like there were it would it got kind of weird with the fouls and stuff and the, some of the commentary was a little bit off. <laughs> How do you feel about Reggie Miller? Like like Dude, I he did the commentary for 
I know he did Saturday. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't really watch on. I, I didn't, know wa- he did I didn't watch the Rising Stars, so I'm not sure who did, okay. who did commentary for that. It wasn't him. I I watched the first half of it, and then I was like, <laughs> "This is awful basketball." Yeah. And, um, no, I I don't know. Like it kind of feels like in general that they just need like some new blood in like the broadcast thing. Like yeah, I don't know. The people have been doing it have been doing it for a long time. Especially like you know, you got Marv Albert and like and then even Reggie's been doing it for a while now. I think the thing was because. Especially on the dunk contest, like, it was, like, him and Kenny the Jet Smith were just talking right, the whole time. Right, right. And, like, they were talking, like, they won, like, third, like, every <laughs> three-point contest and then, like, every dunk contest. And I'm, like, I'm, like, Reggie Miller, you're good, but, like, calm down. Well, in, in the three-point contest, they were, like, on literally on every shot, Reggie Miller was, like, okay, he has to make this one. <laughs> right. Okay, yeah, we get it, but, like... It's not like it's not actually true. Like, please tell us when it's actually like a high impact moment, and not just every shot. <laughs> I think he, he cares too much about how they do it because yeah. he's like, are they gonna come in from the left? Are yeah. they gonna come in for the right? Is uh, he gonna slow down right there? Oh no, he has to go back for the Mountain Dew shot, and he he kept he he kept messing up because he would call it like the money the, ball, oh, yeah, and he's like, yeah. I mean the <laughs> the no. Mountain Dew ball. Seriously though, yeah, that was, that was a bit of a struggle. Honestly, like, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot more when it's either, like, the younger players that are doing the commentating, like, ones that were in the league, like, more recently, in, like, the past 10 or 15 years, or I was a really big fan of, like, obviously Steve Kerr can't do it because he's coaching now, but he was a really, really good commentator before, and so, like, I don't know, you just kind of find the guys that, like, that understand the game a little bit better and, like, can kind of see the int- intricacies of it rather than just complaining about what the players are doing, what they're not doing the whole time. I mean, it's a weird thing because, like, I do love Michael Jordan, right? Even though I've never watched him play in person. Yeah. But during All-Star Weekend, I don't need you to tell me, like, this is as good as the 88 dunk contest. Like, I wasn't around back then. Like, can we keep it relatively recent? Yeah, it is kind of interesting. It feels like, I mean, the NBA is definitely, like, as a whole, they're tailoring it more to millennials more and more. But then you get, like, guys in the broadcast booth that are, like, really stuck in, like, the 80s, right? Yeah. And so it's, like, this weird crossroads between, like, trying to keep those old fans still on board, like your dads and your grandpas, but also tailoring to, like, the people who are really, really bringing in the money, which are the millennials and, like, the social media generation all like that. So it'll be interesting to see how, like, where it goes from here as far as the in-game and, like, play-by-play stuff goes. I think for me... Um... I guess let's just talk about the Aaron Gordon thing. I had something on my <laughs> mind, but I, I, I like lost it for a second. When um, all it fails, just go to the controversy. Just go. It, go. it re- <laughs> you know, it's crazy because cause for me, I did not watch it live because okay, uh, yeah. cause I was out on Saturday. I watched it Saturday night when I got home, which I do think is slightly better if you just turn off your phone, don't know what's yeah. going on. Oh, for sure. And then you can just skip through all these BS. <laughs> all, all the fluff. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I mean, just just stick it to the end. How do you jump over Taco Fall and not win? That's what's crazy. Yeah, I mean, in, in retrospect, it was very obvious Aaron Gordon should have won. But I watched it live, and, like, just the things that Derek Jones was doing, like, the way his body moved, and, like, I don't know, he's obviously a freak athlete. And, like, live, it really seemed like Derek Jones was better. And so I could understand where the judges, judges were coming from. But in retrospect, like, you, you watch that Taco Fall video, and it's just, like, Taco Fall, he jumped over him. Like, come on, like that. You just say it out loud, and you realize that's an un- unbelievable feat. The the crazy part for me is, 
the one the the dunk where he catches the uh, the ball off the, oh, okay. the backboard yeah, one handed, yeah, and then turns yeah. around and dunks it in a simultaneous move is arguably. I mean, it's my it's the best dunk of all time for me. That, that's the thing, like they, yeah, it was it's so majestic. Like, it was unreal. I, like, yeah, Aaron Aaron Gordon, like. I, I had some I had some questions in the first couple of rounds with him because he was kind of it was a little bit underwhelming, but yeah once it, once he brought the the heat in those in that last round the last couple dunks dude like yeah there's there's no doubt he got robbed our apologies Aaron Gordon please uh, consider our apologies and come back to the dunk contest because we need you it really doesn't make sense to me because. Cause at one point he he was right like he didn't want to dunk in that like overtime thing he because mm-hmm. he he got like 50s, all fifties all fifties <laughs> and Derek Jr. didn't Derek, he, he got like one forty nine or or no I think he might have even got like a forty six I can't remember like why is that why is that not the tiebreaker like the total score of yeah I don't that know. just doesn't make sense. but I what I did like about this year opposed to last year and this was my biggest peeve last year is I I understand that these dunks are hard. But I also do not want to see a dude miss, like, three times in a row. Yeah. And, like, even this year, like, there were there were a few misses, but a lot of them were, like, made on the first try. Yeah, I, I agree. appreciate that. Yeah, it seemed a lot cleaner this year overall. And, like, I mean, that's the thing that, like, when, when you have Aaron Gordon and Derek Jones in there, like, you're just going to have a great show. Like, they, they need to learn from this and just realize, okay, like, we actually just need to get the best dunkers every year. We can't settle for, like... No offense to Donovan Mitchell, but, like, yeah, his dunks are flashy. He does a great job, but, like, he's obviously not the best athlete out there. Like, he's not going to jump over dudes. He can't jump over Taco Fall, that's for sure, right? Do you think the best dunkers are, like, small forwards? I mean, it, it seems like it, right? Because they've got the crazy wingspan. Yeah. They're just, like, they're, they're, the, they're it's the best combination of, like, jumping and athleticism with, like, the finesse, right? Because, like, obviously big guys, power forwards, and centers, like, they can jump and they can, like, they can reach the rim just, like, yeah. lifting their arms. But they can't do the crazy, like, nimble finesse yeah. between the legs kind of stuff like that. So, yeah, it seems like I it, think right? it was funny, like, I think there was less gimmicks this year. Right. But right. it was also, like... Oh, okay, but there was the TikTok thing. That, yeah, that honestly he, he didn't, didn't even make... use them. He just brought them out and That's they were just there saw. dancing. Like, I thought he was going to set him up in front of the, the basket and just jump over. Well, what he should have done was had someone record a TikTok right there oh, yeah. and put it out on TikTok. Like, have him dunking. That would have been amazing. It would have been the biggest video on TikTok. I don't have TikTok. Billion though. views right there. All, everybody, I, don't, I don't have one either. I mean, but, I know what it is, but I don't well, know. obviously. I think what's funny is like... Uh, they're like, yeah, get the the crowd hype out, and then he brings out Chance the Rapper, <laughs> and he does that like five times. Okay, so that, like, uh, did you watch the halftime show last night, Chance the Rapper? Though no, between in the All Star game, dude. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about Chance the Rapper, but that set was. I like unreal. him. It's like, a it's an acquired taste, especially because it was in Chicago too. Like Chance the Rapper from Chicago in Chicago NBA All Star game, like. He, he he brought some heat. A little a little game. disappointed that they didn't bring out Kanye on as, Light. as a special guest. Right. Well, it's his song, right? They should have brought it. He was there too. That's like kind of awkward. He's just like sitting there watching his own song he performed <laughs> in his own city. <laughs> but yeah, overall, like wow, pretty like one of the better All Star weekends I can remember in a long time. I appreciate Pat Connaughton's White Man Can't Jump. Yeah, I think. Obviously, like, Derek Jones and, and Aaron Gordon were the two best dunkers in that contest, but, like, there was an argument to have Pat Connaughton move on. Like, 
he executed really well. They were both really difficult dunks. He brought the showmanship to it and everything. Like, I think there should be more people. It seemed like it, right? I was like, wait, there's only four? Yeah. Is it always like that? I, th- I think they could bring in a few more. Why not? Well, they're going to need new blood next year because I doubt Dwight Howard is doing it. And I yeah. doubt... I don't think I don't think any well maybe Derek Derek Jones might come back to defend his title, but I don't think the other three come back. I don't understand why Diallo didn't try to. Oh yeah, That's why right. is that not like an automatic thing of like yeah, they should have last to. year? Yeah, I for the the skills challenge. So let's switch it to the skills challenge. I thought that should have been a little longer too, as far as like how many. Yeah, there was only eight. Eight uh, players in that, so well, four. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't even watch it. I didn't even watch the highlights oh. of it. But I saw that it seems like they're bringing more and more big men in every year, yeah. which is weird. But I mean, a big man won. Bam Adebayo won. So which is crazy because I didn't even know he could shoot threes. Dude, it was I don't know if you saw my tweet, but it was crazy. Literally, I was driving to work on Saturday and I was listening to a podcast ESPN Daily about Bam Adebayo and how he like. Even though he was like this big center in college, and like was just like like rebounding champion or whatever, he, every day like behind, like in practice he would practice would practice his guard skills and like shooting and passing and all that, and it paid off in the skills challenge. And like literally as I was leaving work, I saw that he had won, and I was like, oh, it makes sense. Like I just listened about how he worked on his guard skills, and then he wins the the skills challenge. Okay, bam at a bio, let's go. I mean, I initially only watched because Jason Tatum won it last true, year. True, true. This year, but then yeah. Jason Tatum got out in the first round. First round? Ooh. Yeah. Against who? Against uh, Sabonis. So, Man. but it's weird because like, like you know, the commentary on that, the, like, like whenever a big would go up against a guard, right, right. Like if the if the big got there first, they're like, he needs to make it on the first one or else he's out, and then. Yeah. And it's just not the case. So I'm like, what are y'all spitting out here? Like, just just treat true. just treat them the same. Like, it's not like they're at a disadvantage. Like, yeah, that's interesting. And then uh, three point contest. It went down to the last shot. Buddy b- between Buddy and uh, Buddy and Buddy and Booker. I thought I liked the uh, the Mountain Dew shot was nice. I liked they added that because it was like if someone was like really behind, they could be like, oh okay, they hit that, they're back in it for a sec, hold up, and it kind of made it a little bit more like interesting it's like suspenseful i guess yeah that was i i enjoyed it a lot but that too i'm like there was only two rounds it was yeah it was really so short. they they took the top three dudes out of and there was like a good amount of people that did it wait weren't there th- no weren't there three rounds because wasn't it i thought it was the no no you're right it what it should be is it should be three rounds yeah. right because you have the full field you split it in half, and then you do one-on-one for the last round. That's what, yeah, I agree. It should have been like that. But, hey, it ended up being, like, I mean, it was basically, it was Booker against Buddy in the end, and he won it on the last shot. So, it was just about as suspenseful as you could, hope, as you could, you know, hope for it to be. I don't, because I, I don't, like, categorize every three-point contest yeah. in my mind. But yeah. <laughs> you know. Like except, even... except for the one that Marco Bellinelli won in 2014, Ghost Spurs Go. <laughs> well, it's crazy because, um... Like, the commentary on that, they're like, they make it seem like, because everybody was getting, like, 20s, like, almost, yeah. like, like... But the, but they used to get 30s. Nobody got a 30 this year. I don't think they've got... The, I've I think seen, the I've highest s- score was Devin Booker with 29 one year. No, I've seen dudes get 30s, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I thought I saw something. Because they were making 30s. it seem like 20 was, like... 20 is, like, average, high. I feel like. It's, like, high average. I'm going to look it up. Highest score in the in a three-point contest round. 
Sorry, we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep talking. Um, Davis Bertans. You know, he, represent... he balled out. Oh, and this is what I want to tell you because it is crazy. Did you know the Spurs throughout the whole All-Star weekend, right? I'm talking Rising Stars. I'm talking three-point contest, skills challenge, dunk contest, and All-Star game. The Spurs are the only team that did not have one player participate in any of those events. I don't believe it. Are you serious? 100%. No Spurs player? Well, I know that there weren't any Spurs, but there was no other teams that didn't have Spurs. Here, let's I'm trying to think of other really bad teams. I guess that kind of makes sense, though, because, like... I will go down the list. I can I could name at least one person from each team. All right, so we got the Bucks. Giannis was in that. Raptors, Siakam, Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum, the Heat, Jimmy Butler, 76ers, Joel Embiid. Okay, but go to, like, the bad teams. Okay, let's go down. So the Warriors... Pascal played in the yeah, the right. Rising Stars Challenge. Josh Okoge from the Timberwolves played in that. Hmm. The Sacramento Kings, Buddy Heald. Wow. wow. Devin Booker wow. played on the Suns. Blazers. The bla- well, Damian Lillard did, okay. did yeah, get invited. That's fair, that's fair. So that does count. Um, the Pelicans had a few people. Man. And then even on the East the with the... Grizzlies? Yeah, John Morant was in the Rising oh, Stars duh. Challenge. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's bad. Colin Sexton was in it. <laughs> That's from, really uh, not good. From the Cavs. <laughs> RJ Bear from the Knicks. Even Shvim Hailu. No, he was in it? Yeah, he was in the Rising Sun. Oh so my goodness. No, I actually... I'm kind of pissed, actually. I think it's pretty... It's pretty dumb we didn't get any, any invite to the Rising Stars. Because... Although, how does it work again? Is it, does it have to be first or second year? Or can it be... Because, like, could Derek White have been in it? No, Derek or he's old. he's passed. But I do question why Lonnie Walker isn't in there yeah. ahead of Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Yeah, I feel like Lonnie was kind of... Lonnie might have gotten robbed a little bit. But it just goes back to, like, he he's averaging, what, like, maybe 15 minutes a game? Like... Yeah, and it's not like the Spurs are shelling out, like, rookies to show, you right, know? Right, like, right. Man, I, I, I really... I feel like in the next couple of years we will, though. Because, like, I mean, we can we don't have to talk too much about this, but, like, it's looking more and more likely that there's not... Maybe not, like, a full-on, like, blow-it-up rebuild, but, like, there's going to be some serious retooling going on in the Spurs in the next, like, 6 to 12 months, right? And so, like, we're going to see... We're going to get chances to get guys... Make, get guys seen, I'm pretty sure. We can and talk so, about it later, but do yeah. you know that um, there's rumblings about Damari Carroll? Oh well, no, he's not even like, he's not even coming to games. Well, obviously, it's it's the rodeo road trip, so he's just chilling in San Antonio or wherever. No, he's no, probably not even in San Antonio. No, anymore. but he, he he's mad. Well, no, yeah, he wants out. Yeah, I saw the article. Yeah, where he's just like, he and Pop didn't gel, and like they didn't basically didn't give him a chance, and it was like, yeah, I've seen that going around the graphic. Carol wants out. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised. We screwed him over. Whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah, like he should want to leave. <laughs> So the, I, we should have traded him. Why don't we trade him? One one thing I I did question for the All Star game, and and this is what I was thinking during the game. So the the third quarter ended in a tie. I was like, are we about to go to OT in the yeah, third quarter? Okay, I was wondering that too. But it made sense what they did. I thought they I were, don't like that. I though. thought they were gonna split it. I thought they were gonna split the money. They should have done that. But then no 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 no. Think about it though. Because they added it to the total after the fourth quarter, and that made the players want to work more in the fourth quarter. 
Because if they had split up after the third quarter, it would have lessened the impact of the fourth quarter. Was, and so they, it, ma- it really made them work harder, I think, in the fourth quarter. That fourth quarter was wild. Was, that was like a really playoff was. game seven. Like you had guys out there putting their bodies on the line, like getting getting mad at the refs, and like the the goaltend thing with Giannis. Oh yeah, goaltender block. What was it? What do you think it was? If I'm not mistaken, I believe the definition is if the ball touches the backboard first, well, yeah. you can't block it. Correct. And they're. They did it in slow motion where the the ball does touch the backboard. But you can't tell if his hand is on it yet. Because his hand might have been on it already. But from the angle, it wasn't super clear. Because usually you can tell, like, it'll, the ball will start moving faster as soon as he hits it, obviously. Yeah. But you just couldn't tell because it was, like, the same moment. But what ended up happening? They called it a goaltender originally. They went back and they called it a, a, a clean a block, block. Yeah. So. And I, but and looking at the the layup, because that's what it is, right? Yeah. I don't think it would have gone in anyways. Like it, it looked well, kind of weird, like like slowish. Yeah. That makes sense. Like there wasn't enough rotation on the ball to actually. Was it? It was LeBron, right? Yeah, it was. LeBron. Yeah. Yeah, I don't nah, know. That was, was the sickest. Uh, <laughs> I was like, man. But Giannis, I mean, his team was not built to... Yeah, to what was play. up with that? He's just, like, really bad at picking teams or something? Like, Oh, yeah, he's awful. <laughs> he's awful. Yeah. Well, do do better next year, Giannis. Or maybe you're not even going to be captain. Who knows? I mean, he'll he'll be the captain. Yeah, he'll be captain. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, dude, I was like, man, is LeBron going to be the captain again next year? Like, Probably. Like, what's a player you think that could take him down? In the West? Yeah. Well, it, uh, Luca was Luca. Luca yeah. was in place originally. It was going to be Luca Giannis after the first round of voting, um, but as, I think as long as LeBron's still in the league, he's going to get the most votes in whatever conference he's in. Just did. gets all that hype, you know, on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, for real though. I, I'm the the question about the the thing about the Spurs though just blows my mind, and I'm trying to think of like what other guys we even had that like could have been in contention to be invited. Like it's literally Lonnie it's Walker literally just Lonnie, right? Because yeah. Dejounte and Derek White have played too many years. Brent um, Forbes is trash. Brent Forbes is trash. Chimezi hasn't played nearly enough yeah. games, and then Lucas Samanich and Keldon Johnson are just this G League locked in the G League for the rest of eternity, pretty much. I saw this crazy stat. They listed the number of games over the past like five years that each rookie has played for this like the senior Spurs team during their rookie season. Mm-hmm. And even Lonnie and Derek have played had played like significantly more games than Keldon and, and Luca at this point in their rookie years. Oh yeah, like, they, I haven't even seen them out there. I mean, I've seen Keldon Johnson yeah. in like really garbage time. But, but I, I think a lot of us thought it was normal. There we were like, oh, that's how the Spurs always do it. They put him in the G League for their for their rookie year. But usually, like, we would at least call them up for like a period of time and give them a chance. But this year, like, not even a chance. Like, it's it's actually kind of depressing. <laughs> how do you feel about? Uh... Kyle Lowry and um, oh, Chris, Chris Paul, Paul being out there the whole fourth well, quarter. Yeah, I tweeted about that too. I was like, they basically just pulled this this uh, seniority like upperclassman card, and we're like, hey, like we've paid our dues, we're gonna be out here. When it was, it should have been Trey and, and Luca. Luca. Yeah, because I'm watching on the side. I'm like, man, like Luca been on this bench yeah. this whole fourth yeah. quarter. No, literally though. Well, and I was surprised too, cause like. Those guys are like pretty old, and they were working hard. Like yeah. they're probably gonna take the next two weeks off. Well, even like Kemba Walker uh, during his uh, the press conference, yeah, he was like, "Yeah, I'm actually supposed to be on minutes restriction." Yeah, for real though. Like yeah. they're gonna we're gonna get more load management. Thanks, All Star Game. I mean, <laughs> but it was worth it. I think it was worth it. It was really fun. That was honestly, which and it 
it pains me to say it. That's like some Game 7 yeah. NBA Finals type of action, which yeah. we have not seen in a while. And like I said, I, I didn't watch the, the end of the Rising Stars because I watch it and it's literally just dudes jogging down the court. Yeah. Wide open dunks and threes. They were they were having all, uh, a dunk contest at the end of the yeah. game, literally between Zion and like Brandon Clark from the Grizzlies. Yeah, and the, the <laughs> clips I saw, they weren't even making it. Like, yeah, no, they weren't. They missed all of them. It was really it was really sad. I think John Morant made one. It was really pretty impressive, but yeah, like LeBron though down the stretch, he he was just trying. To, this is the parts that I don't like about LeBron. Just like. He he does he he is the type of dude that like the spotlight has to be on me, mm. and especially when he took that. You remember when he took that long three yeah, to try yeah. to like oh. win it? <laughs> he pulled up from deep. I was like, uh, okay, LeBron. <laughs> yeah, but you know what he was thinking? He's like, yo, if I make this, like, I'm gonna get that Kobe MVP. Right, right. I I really did want Kawhi Leonard to beat that. You did, huh? That record. Oh, I want. Oh yeah, beat the re- the three point record. because yeah. he had to. The whole time they're like, if he makes one more, he ties Paul George, and then he like got capped at eight. <laughs> then he didn't make any more. I agree. He, he he got the 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 Reggie Miller jinx. Come on, Reggie. But he did get the MVP. He did. I and they the I thought it was cool they had up on the side like potential MVP candidates like during the third and fourth quarters. Oh, did they showing their stats? Yeah, it was like Kawhi, Giannis, LeBron, and like Chris Paul, I think, or something like that. And they each had pretty good cases. I think. I mean, he did have the most points in the whole game, and he did score the most threes. Yeah. No, it made sense in the end, but, like, I don't know. Obviously, like, I I, under, like, I understand that Kawhi's a good player. Like, I get it. Like, I respect his game, but I'm never going to actively, like, cheer for the dude. I'm sorry, like, after what he did. But This, he, this is the thing with me. I do, I do, I see his point. I do see the Spurs point. I do... Kind of go with him a little more, which is something I usually never do. I usually like when it comes to organization versus player. I usually am not on the side of the player just because of like mm. things as far as like contracts. Like I do believe like you sign a contract, then you should honor it. Whether yeah. you know, I I don't think it's right to force your way out, but I do think that they. There was some stuff with the medical things that weren't right. Oh, obviously. And I am... And it's kind of foreshadowing in the fact of this. You you heard reports that when Paul George was being traded from the Indiana Pacers, that he told management he wanted Paul George on the Spurs. And they did not do it. So I Wait, 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 wait. Kawhi wanted Paul George on mm-hmm. the Spurs? Mm-hmm. No, Paul George said that he wanted to go to the Spurs. No, he said that him and Kawhi were talking about it. They had both talked about yeah. it already? Yeah. Yeah, and no, I remember Kawhi went that. to yeah. management saying to get him, and they didn't get him because they thought the price was too high. Yeah, no, I, I remember being upset about the whole thing when it came out. And then now you look at it and you're like... Like... <laughs> Like yeah. Paul, like not that Paul George is amazing, but like Kawhi Leonard, in my opinion, he is the. I don't think he's the number one one on one player, currently. Like if he goes one on one against anybody, I think like he could lose in some situations, but I think the things that he does for one team, is like unmatched. It's on that that Giannis Lebron level. I put him as like a top three player, but, and I was thinking about this 
like this whole season, if Kawhi Leonard wins the championship this year mm. and gets finals MVP for the third time on three different teams, which has never been done before, in my uh, in my mind, he's the second best player of all time. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's crazy. I, I, it's I, crazy. I, was, I was waiting for the hot takes it's to crazy. come in from that. Always dropping the second hot takes. Second best player of all time. Wait, so who's first? It's Michael Jordan, for sure. <laughs> it's Michael Jordan, and if Kawhi Leonard oh, no, I didn't can get a finals MVP on three different teams, two of them being back-to-back, best, second best player of all time. I was time. not expecting to have this conversation, not on Monday morning. <laughs> um, I respect that. Um, I'm not willing to go that far yet, but I, I respect the logic. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean... Uh, I mean, think about it this way. People put LeBron James up there, but LeBron James is only one three. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, right? I mean, I, I was I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast on my way over, and he was saying how like Kawhi is one of those few guys where you just give him the ball and he can he can get you a bucket in like any situation. Whereas even with Giannis last night, it showed a couple times where like he they would give him the ball in like a half court situation and like he didn't know what to do with it because guys just like lock him up and he's not getting like. He doesn't have his normal like drive and kick to his shooters or whatever he's used to on the Bucks. I don't know. He's obviously a lot better in transition, but like with Kawhi, you give him the ball and like he's got moves. He's gonna go in there. He's gonna get his fadeaway. He's gonna get his bucket, right? And so no, like there's no doubt. Like it guy, still blows my mind. And this it comes down to Giannis. He really did not pick Kawhi Leonard with his first pick. Who did he pick? He picked Joel Embiid number one. Uh, yeah, and Embiid looks so bad. He I mean, was, he got like twenty points. He was do, but in the fourth quarter, I'm talking. I'm talking yeah. fourth quarter crunch time, where yeah. it was like you actually saw because the rest of it is all star game stuff. Yeah. But when you actually saw like which players are like legitimately good in like a playoff situation, Joel Embiid was bad. You know who was worse than him? Though? These ISO weird post up moves where he basically traveled every time. Like it was. Oh, weird. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, weird. Yeah. They were even saying they're like maybe he took a, a he was, step or two. He was putting some weird stuff down there. <laughs> You know who was awful is uh, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, he's pretty bad. And what got me, and which is me, it was just hilarious because I it was that third quarter where um, Rudy Gobert went off. Yeah, but hit those those alley hoops. Russell Westbrook, I think he he literally he, he hadn't shot scored. a three. Yeah, he, he, he hadn't scored until like oh, the third quarter is almost over. But his team was like down three, and he's <laughs> like, you know what? I'm going to shoot him. Send it. <laughs> and then it was a brick, and I was like, God damn. <laughs> oh, man. No, you really, we saw a lot of, like, true character coming out of, like, which guys, like, even James Harden, kind of like, you know, good old playoff James Harden, right? Oh, yeah, they were yelling. They yeah. were yelling, bro. After every non-caller call, uh, and they were he, yelling. He, they, they both kind of choked, and, like, I mean, it makes sense, though, like, the guys who really took over, I mean, who played really well, Kawhi, surprisingly Anthony Davis, right? Which I think bodes really well for the Lakers. Like, to see how well Anthony Davis played in that fourth quarter is like, okay, we've got a pretty good chance in the playoffs. And because we haven't really seen Anthony Davis in the playoffs that much. Like, there was that, the one year he was really healthy and did really well, they swept the, the Blazers. Remember that in the first round? So, like, I don't know. Like, I think a lot of us are kind of undervaluing the Lakers a little bit. I would call them title favorites right now, the Lakers, with how well they they both played last night and like the, especially oh did you hear that Boogie might come back to the playoffs? Is he really? They said he's on I've track. Heard they said he's Boogie. on. They said he's on track to be healthy by the playoffs to come back and play by the playoffs. 
But at that rate, it's... I know, like, I rem- And this is just my nostalgia boogie of, like, him being... He was at one point the best center in the league. Oh, yeah, without question. But now I'm like, is he even remotely better than JaVel McGee and Dwight Howard? The thing... Obviously, the thing he has on them is that he can shoot, right? Which is always going to be helpful. He can he can extend it. He can space the floor a little better. But, I mean, for what the Lakers want, you know, maybe they don't need that. Maybe they, they just need the, the lob threat, the paint protector guy, which is what Dwight Howard and JaVale do. I don't know. Either way, it's, he won't be a bad thing to have, you know? Does he have a ring with the Warriors? Or Boogie? He, uh, no, because no, he, he went there last year and they didn't get it. <laughs> oh, boogie. So he went to the Lakers so he could get it. <laughs> oh, boogie. Chasing that ring. I mean, just lead it. Did you, did you watch the the Clippers-Celtics game? Oh, the Last game before the All-Star game? That was, that was some good stuff right there. Wow, yeah. You watch that game and then you watch the All-Star game and you're like, man, Jason Tatum really only got six points in this game. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah, because they benched him in the fourth yeah. quarter, which he should have been out there. Yeah, I don't know. It's really interesting. Like, I basically see it going like one of two ways for the finals: either Clippers, uh, Clippers, Celtics, or Bucks, Lakers. Is kind of how I see it going. And so, and like both of them will be really entertaining. But based on that Clippers Celtics game, dude, like that would be a really really fun finals matchup. Do you do you think that the celebrity game brings in a lot of views? I didn't watch it. They didn't even. I have didn't any, watch it. They didn't have any real celebrities this year. There was like maybe like one real. The only cool part was the coaches because they had Stephen A. out there and he got a tech. Did you see that? He got a technical foul. I heard he did. Yeah, that was all I saw. But they didn't have any legit celebrities. Like they had Justin Bieber out there one year. Like come on, you, and then you bring in these no name like TikTok YouTube celebrities. Like come on. I think instead of that, what I would rather have is just a one on one tournament <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. that's what they about. should have done in honor of kobe bryant wow yeah that's good the point. first round is to eight points whoever gets eight points wins call your own fouls and then the last one is 24 yeah get i mean how long i mean how long does it take to score eight points not very long i mean are, are we doing ones and yeah, twos, or twos ones, and threes? So, yeah, one, yeah 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 i mean Take, that would have been really fun. Get like 20, <laughs> 20 dudes. Are, are, are you talking like act like NBA players, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. talking NBA. Like. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people, I think that'd be super fun. There was... I think it'd be cooler you pick 10 people and then those 10 people challenge 10, like not randos, but like yeah. they know ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, that would be really crazy. I'd rather I just thought it was cool that like the game last night ended up be, like being being like a like like a pickup game, right? Because in a pickup game, it's like first to, first to twenty one, right? And last night it was like basically first to twenty four in the fourth quarter, and that fourth quarter was like even though one team like started way behind, but yeah, okay, the team LeBron comeback, they were down by how many in the fourth quarter? You knew quarter? LeBron was gonna win. Let's be real, like yeah, but that was insane, like. To have to, I mean, they came back from like I think they were down like almost like nine or ten points when the fourth quarter started. Yeah, that was wild, and they came back. So shouts to LeBron, you know, he brought it. There's a reason he went to the finals nine straight years. Imagine, imagine Kawhi Leonard making eight three pointers, and you're still down going into the, the fourth. Yeah, Which, yeah. I mean it was it was really just that second quarter. They're kind of like yeah went away with it yeah. a little bit. Well, any other topics we want to cover? I think we've kind of we've gone a little bit more than we thought we would. Probably we talked about finals and stuff too. Any other uh, going into the, like the uh, last third of the NBA season? I guess we're at. What are you, any uh, pre- any predictions? Any thoughts going forward? Zion Williamson is going to win Rookie of the Year. Ooh, ooh, I like that hot take. 
because I mean, it's not that hot, but that's pretty hot. But because like John Morant has it locked up, like people have said that for a while, I think. But you, it's we, you bring it up at an interesting point because like the last two weeks for Zion were like unreal. He's average. He's like shooting like sixty oh, percent from the field, averaging like you know double digit, almost like twenty points a game or something like that. So he's been doing well. He could if if they. I'll tell you what. If the Pelicans make the playoffs, sign Rookie of the Year, no doubt. Do you think um, that would be interesting though? Because they're both in the playoff hunt, the Grizzlies and the Pelicans. Yeah. So so just give it to whoever makes the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, the Pelicans are right there with the Spurs. Well, the Spurs aren't making the playoffs. They both have twenty three so. wins. Yeah. And it, it was hard because I was talking to Jonathan about it last night. He was like, he's like, yo, like, what is it gonna take for the Spurs to make the playoffs? And so I think there's 28 games left of the yeah. season. They're eight games below 500. Now, let's even forget the playoffs. Let's just try to get to 500. So 28 it's games. Not happening. You need to win 14 to be 500 in that. So if you you need eight more, so what is that? That's twenty two out of twenty eight games. I do I don't see that happening. What streak do you care more about, the playoff streak or the the winning record streak? Well, I mean they kind of go hand in hand. I feel like, well, no, they do. I, I definitely care but more. They are different. I definitely care more about the playoff streak because it's it's harder to do. Mm-hmm. It's way it's easier to have a winning record than it is to make the playoffs. But it neither one's gonna happen this year. <laughs> I don't think that the Trailblazers and the Suns are going to make it to the playoffs. Mm. Do you think CJ McCollum and Devin Booker get traded this offseason? Ooh. Because they've been trying to break up this Trailblazers team for a while now. If they don't make the playoffs, CJ McCollum's gone. Uh, (laughs) Would you? There's no way they'll do that. For real? No, I, you don't think you don't think. Uh, I think I think the only way I think the only pe- pe- like we can it, just it, build a it'll have older to be a, Trailblazers team on the Spurs. Oh gosh, no! It'll have to be like a, like an Eastern Conference team. I think it takes okay. tomorrow because there's no way a contending Western Conference team is going to take him on. There's that doesn't make any sense, or a team trying to contend, I should say. But I have no idea what kind of assets the Timberwolves have, but I just I can just see Devin Booker being on that team. Um, I don't think, I think that D'Lo and I think they'll be on their respective teams for like two or three more years. Then they're all going to meet up and go to the Knicks in like three or four years. In the Knicks. Devin, Devin Booker, D'Angelo and Cat all in the Knicks by 2025. Book it. I said it here. Interesting. I'll put, put a thousand on it right now. <laughs> a thousand on it right now. One thousand. Oh, no. Yeah. To answer your question, like. Yeah, I mean, both streaks are ending, unfortunately, this year. Spurs aren't making the playoffs. We're on track to win 35 games right now, which would put us, obviously, significantly below 500 with below a winning record. So, not happening. Um, I'll, I'll cheer for, you know, those uh, Pelicans and, and Grizzlies. I'm, I'm cheering for that battle to see who can make, get that 8 seed. Looks like the Thunder are going to hang on to that 7 seed. Um, and then let's be a, a, a contest of which rookie hits the rookie, the rookie wall first, right? <laughs> Which, which one drops off first? <laughs> Do you yeah. think um, players want to play for the Bulls? And I'm not talking like no, I like with I... these players. I'm talking about the team. You know, like no. the Lakers have that. Lakers. And like the Celtics have that, you know, that, that history. Do you think like when you, 
when you suit up for the Bulls, do you get that Michael Jordan vibe, or do you think that it's just been too long since? I think it's been too long. I think that was more of like a one-time deal kind of thing. Um, the Derrick Rose years were fun. Like that was kind of a cool little thing going on, but I don't think that was even necessarily related to the Michael Jordan stuff. The only teams I would say that have that like that aura or like that brand where like, oh, I want to play for that team, that city kind of thing, is the Knicks, the Lakers, maybe the Heat. I could see it a little bit with the way they were talking about like, oh, heat culture, Andre Iguodala fits in so well, Joel Embiid, we got a place for villains down here in Miami, you saw that stuff, yeah. right? So like, those are the three I could maybe see, um, you could maybe throw Boston in there, I could see that, but I don't see it being quite as big of a factor, especially with like, just the way Danny Ainge kind of runs things, it seems like it's more of like, like a business, just kind of like, hey, we're just trying to get like the best players possible, we're not doing like a whole... Like, oh, uh, you know, LeBron, come end your career here as like a ceremonious kind of thing, right? Like, I see it, really the only te- things that teams I see it being like that is the Knicks and the Lakers, honestly. Because they're, they're the two biggest cities in the country, too. Like, they're really, the only cities where it's like, oh, I want to go there for that market, you know? For a while, the Warriors seemed like that a little bit. Like, the Bay Area is like a nice area and stuff like that. But I think even that's kind of past. I don't think it's as big a deal as it used to be. Because Zach Levine, he was on first take the other day okay yeah and uh and they were just saying like you have no teammates and yeah because they were like do you think you should have been an all-star and you know of course he's gonna be like yeah my game speaks for itself (laughs) yeah but i'm also like but then i sat there and i was like because they were talking about like recruiting a little bit and i was like do players want to play in chicago like i don't think so but it's, it's weird, right? Because, like... Like, LeBron would never play in Chicago, right? I don't think so. Yeah, and, like... Well, that kind of goes back to, like... Uh, it makes sense that Miami would be included in that, like, select group, right? Because, like, um, LeBron and Chris Bosh wanted to go to Miami to meet up, right? Like, it's a cool yeah. destination to go to. And then, like, for the for a while, it was Katie and Kyrie with the Knicks. They ended up chickening out because their personalities, they're both head cases. They got self-conscious. They didn't want to play for the Knicks because it was too big a stage they went to the next best thing which is the Nets right but then you then you look at like the the Kawhi Paul George thing is interesting because obviously the Clippers aren't nearly as big as big a deal as the Lakers are but I think in that instance it was more like kind of similar to Kyrie and Katie where they were like we want to be in the big city but we don't want to necessarily have like all that pressure on us because I was I I, I texted you about this last night like imagine like we kind of got a taste of what it would have what it would have been like on the Lakers with Kawhi last night because it was LeBron Kawhi and AD all on Team LeBron, right? If Kawhi had gone there, like, obviously title favorites, they're basically, they would blow every other team out of the water, they would they would probably win, like, 74 games, whatever. But Kawhi didn't want that, and it, it kind of makes sense to me. Like, he didn't want to be a leader in San Antonio. He doesn't want to be a leader in LA. It makes sense he would go to, like, the underdog team that doesn't have as much attention in LA with the Clippers. It's weird with him because I... I don't know. I don't want to use the term leader, but I don't think he wants. He, I don't think he wanted to go to Lakers just on the sole fact of like. I think he does want to be the man, mm. in a sense, or like at least like when when the ball yeah. when the game is on. The as line, far as the game goes, yeah, he like, wants the ball. That's what he wants. I feel that. Yeah. And you know, if you are on the Lakers and you are down by two points, Kawhi, if he's on that team, he is not getting the ball. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. LeBron is gonna. And it does seem like I, I will I will say this like Kawhi has made like a bigger effort to be more of like a 
like a personality recently it seems like with everything that happened last year with like the board man gets paid i'm a fun yeah. guy like all that and like with new balance his whole he's been on commercials and all that have but you like, seen his new shoe or no yeah i saw like, they, it they released so it last clean. night it's so clean i don't like it it looks kind of weird I'll take that shoe over pretty much <laughs> any Puma shoe that's out there. Oh no, Puma Puma's trash. I mean, I don't I don't like the colorway that much. Yeah, the I colorway like, got me. I like how it looks. It look it looks like what you would imagine Kawhi balls in, like you know what I mean, like old school kind of look. I don't really get this like heartbeat thing. Yeah, no, that was what threw me off too. The the colorway is weird, but um, yeah, Kawhi, you know, go go get yours, bro. You're you're doing well. You're he's in LA. He's going at his own speed. He's getting he's getting better. You know, whatever. I'm kind of mad that uh, he isn't able to get his logo back from Nike. KL. Rest in peace. KL2. I mean, it's just the hand. The claw logo. Yeah, I know. But it, it, it has the KL in it. Yeah. Sad. Anyway, alright. I think we're about, about ready to put a wrap on this one. Feel good about it? I feel, I feel good. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it makes me... It makes me want more basketball. I want that playoff atmosphere. Yeah, no doubt. Coming up sooner than you think. I mean, basically, we just have March, and then we're there, middle of April. I, I agree. Uh, make sure you, you follow us, guys, uh, at KalebTurner23 on Twitter, at Practice Squadron for Matt. Yeah, all this stuff is in the description, guys. We've got Patreon in there. We've got Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel. I don't know if I'm going to post this on YouTube. I think what I'm trying to do is get some clips. So, if you if you're from YouTube and you've come to watch the <laughs> podcast, just hit me up and uh, and yeah. P.S. Do you think next year that Kevin Durant can be an All Star captain over Giannis when he's healthy? Ooh.